I'm Vito LaBella, retired NYPD lieutenant, a community and education activist, and a candidate for the New York City Council in the 43rd District. Welcome to my video and audio podcast. In 2020, the council used the murder of George Floyd and the nationwide protests and riots that followed as an excuse to pass a law that cut $1 billion from the NYPD's budget. The law reduced the size of the police force by cutting two academy classes, it eliminated overtime spending, and shifted some functions, most notably peddler enforcement and homeless outreach, to other agencies. The council claimed that this law would redirect resources to social services and community programs that address the, the root causes of crime and violence. But what it really did was weaken our police department and compromise our public safety. It left our police officers understaffed, under-equipped, and under-supported. It also reduced the morale and the effectiveness in, in fighting crime and maintaining order. I mean, these are just a few of the examples of how the New York City Council has passed pro-criminal legislation that has hurt our city and compromised our safety and the safety of our officers. But there's one law that I've spoken about before that I want to talk to you about again, and that's the law that prohibited police officers from using chokeholds or any form of pressure on a, on a person's neck, chest, or back irrespective of the type of force that the person is using against the officer. A law so flawed that an officer who has to fight for his life, as we saw at the subway at 125 at Lex, um, my old command, District 4, the officer can't help but violate the law as he wrestles to try to control the situation. Yet there is no justification exception to this law. It's a horrible law that puts cops' lives in danger. And the cops have to hope that because they wrestle with this person and might compress their neck or their chest or their back, they have to hope that some activist DA doesn't decide to take action against them. And well, we saw how well that worked out for Jose Alba, the poor bodega worker. That's what the city council has already done. What they want to do is much worse. The far-left progressives, the DSAs, and the Working Families Party, they want to prohibit the NYPD from using facial recognition technology or other biometric, biometric surveillance tools. They want to limit how the police use DNA technology, including the banning the use of DNA databases. If your primary concern is that the criminal justice system does not arrest and wrong, wrongfully convict an innocent person, which should definitely be the case. I mean, it's better to let nine guilty people go free than convict one innocent person. I mean, that's the basis of our legal system. That's great. I support it wholly. But then why would anybody want to prohibit the very technology that has been used so successfully to exonerate innocent persons convicted of crimes? Why? Well, we know why. Because the far left doesn't want anybody arrested, incarcerated, or confined to a prison or a hospital for any reason whatsoever. 
under any circumstances. They want to hinder the NYPD's ability to identify and apprehend suspects, even for serious crimes like murder, rape, terrorism, human trafficking. And they don't care. They don't care that you can't even use this data to find a missing persons, to do a cold case, find a family member for a body that's been sitting in a drawer for the last 20 years. They don't care. And now, and now the mayor is pandering to the far left. He just approved a settlement agreement between the NYPD and the ACLU that severely limits how the police can handle protests in this city. This agreement is a betrayal of the public trust, a threat to public safety, and a slap in the face to the brave men and women who risk their lives daily to protect New Yorkers from crime and violence. This agreement resulted from lawsuits filed by the ACLU and other groups over the NYPD's response to the 2020 protest. The plaintiffs accused the NYPD of using excessive force, making wrongful arrests, and violating the protesters' and journalists' rights. <laughs> the settlement requires the NYPD to adopt a four-tiered response system to minimize police presence at protests, ban kettling, which is a crowd control device where, where the police encircle protesters in a net and contain them. And it, is, it establishes an oversight committee with a $3 million price tag and representatives from the plaintiffs, the city, and independent experts. While the government claims to protect the rights of protesters, it undermines the rights of law-abiding citizens who expect the police to maintain order and safety in the communities. One only has to look at the, the recent Union Square riot that didn't even start out as a protest. It started out as a, a free giveaway. And things got out of hand like this. And the police were overwhelmed. And we saw what happened. People were injured. Property was destroyed. The police need to be able to bring appropriate amount of personnel to the scene at their discretion. This agreement will have disastrous consequences for our city. It will undermine the authority and effectiveness of the police, who will be second-guessed and micromanaged by those who have never had to bear the impact of limited policing. This agreement will handcuff the police and prevent them from doing their job effectively. It will encourage criminals and anarchists who will exploit this reduced police presence and respond to wreak havoc on our streets and in our subways. It will endanger the lives of innocent bystanders who may get caught in the crossfire of violent clashes between protesters and police. And it will erode public trust and confidence in the NYPD, whose members already suffer from low morale and high attrition. Please tune in next time for more discussions on the issues that matter to our community.